As we said in the beginning, this is Baptism Sunday. We want to spend some time focusing on, zeroing in on specifically God's gift of baptism to His people. As you look through Scripture, we know that God has marked His people in different ways throughout history. When He called Abraham, it's a little uncomfortable, but when He called Abraham, He said, what's going to set you apart, not only in the way that you live and the God you believe in, but also uh, who you are and, and physically what, what you look like. And, and Abraham was commanded to, to be circumcised. And then following that, the whole Jewish community uh, across the, the whole Old Testament narrative, that's what set them apart from the nations around them. It was this physical, this tangible thing that changed who they were. And when we got into the New Testament, Christ established, Jesus established and instituted this new practice by which God's people would be set apart from others. Not only would they believe in his message that transformed them, this, this faith that justifies them because of God's grace, the fact that Jesus' death covers the sins of all people and that those who believe in him receive that forgiveness, those that believe in him receive an eternal and everlasting relationship with God. But then he also established a couple of customs, a couple of traditions that would set God's people apart as well. The fancy church word that we use to refer to these things are sacraments. And sacrament, all that really means is holy mystery, this special uh, unknown thing. Uh, we don't exactly know how the details work. We just take it on faith. We take it on God's own word. We take Jesus at what he said. We trust that these things do what God says they do. We know that God is powerful. We know that he uses specific and physical things sometimes for his great glory. And so then we rejoice and we celebrate the gifts that God gives us. When it comes to baptism, Matthew 28, the Great Commission. I just want to read to you a couple of verses from Matthew 28, and that's going to set the tone for us as we discover and, and understand what God's gift of baptism really entails, as we explore the command that God gives us about it, the benefits that it brings to us, and then really the game plan, the strategy moving forward as to the lasting effect and the lasting purpose that baptism has on God's people. Matthew 28, 19 and 20 says, Therefore go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Right there in Matthew 28, we get the first and the last point of the message. God commands us to baptize. That is what marks the church as God's people. As Jesus went about his ministry, he was teaching them important truths that we need to honor and follow God above all things, that we can confuse sometimes even the traditions or the rules that have been set out in front of us for God himself. And so we need to make sure that we, when we follow God's words, we take him at his word. We don't confuse the things that we do, the rules that we follow, the, the institutions that we, uh, that we embrace for God himself. And so that may mean that we need to set aside those traditions and embrace God's instructions or embrace God's truth for us, right? And we, we, we embrace God's truth at His word rather than some of the human traditions that we've embraced or inherited or established. And baptism is one of those things that goes all the way back to the very beginning when Jesus was establishing His church on earth, when He was putting the outpost out there in the world to be a beacon of light for the rest of the world shrouded and covered in darkness. He said, this is what you have, my word, my presence, and my gifts to give to the world around you. And so when he is about to ascend back to heaven toward his father, when he is about to end his ministry on earth, he calls and equips and he gives his disciples, the first pastors and church planners and the whole 
Well, the whole world, this new era of believing in Jesus as the sacrifice for our sins and the resurrection of Jesus as the assurance of our eternal life, he gives us these specific instructions. Go into all the world, making disciples of all people, teaching them to obey what I've commanded you, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And right there we get the command by God to baptize. So what is baptism? Why is it so important? What is the benefits that this command of baptism gives us? You know, to put it shortly, why do we baptize? Well, God says to baptize. He says that's what marks us as Christians. But God doesn't just say that marks you as Christians. He also says that baptism does something to you. Something that we embrace, that we, that we cling to as Lutherans is this, this promise that God gives us that baptism does something to you. It's not really something that we do for God. It's something that God does in us, for us, to us, through the Word and through the water. Martin Luther, the, the, uh, the father of the Lutheran Church, who initiated a lot of what became the Protestant Reformation in the, in the 1500s, he wrote in, in this book that he put together to help uh, teach pastors how they would instruct their, their churchgoers on the promises, the simple rhythms of Christian life. He said in the section about baptism in this teaching book, that it's what God does to his people. So we must never confuse that it's something we do for God to get on his good side. It's not something we do to, to try and prove ourselves to God. It's a gift that we receive from God through the work of the people he has put in our lives to establish the faith in our hearts. And that is what marks us as his children. God commands us to do it all the way from Matthew chapter 28. But what does baptism do? What is the point of it? What is this promise that God gives us? Well, in Mark chapter 16, Jesus says, baptism now saves you. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, he says in Mark chapter 16. And in Galatians, Paul writes to the people at the church there, you are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. And all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ like putting on new clothes. So what does baptism do? What is it this, this, this gift of God actually does for us? It's the thing that, that our faith clings to. We kind of think of it this way. Luther, in his, in his teaching book, he, he explained it this way. He says, you know, the soul clings to the word, but the body clings to the water. Sometimes our, our bodies are our physical uh, part of who we are. It's not something that's going to just die and never be a part of our eternal existence with God. There's going to be a resurrection of our bodies and our souls are going to be reunited with our bodies. We're going to be living with God forever. And baptism is one of those promises, those things that God gives us to cling to. So faith in this promise of baptism unites us to Jesus. That's what baptism does. It unites us to Jesus. And when we're united to Jesus, we have taken on this gift of his righteousness. God sees us as perfect because through baptism we have been washed clean and Jesus' perfection has been put on us. As Galatians says, like new clothes. So why do we baptize? Because God said to do it. What does baptism do? It unites us to Christ in a way where now God sees us the way that he looks at Christ, in perfection. So there's nothing that we can do that can separate us from that promise of God. There's nothing in our lives that, that when we make a certain mistake, all of a sudden our baptism status is, is demoted or downgraded. No, when we're baptized, God marks us as his own and he puts the perfection of Jesus on us. It clears us of our sin. It washes us clean of all of our mistakes, the ones that we've made and the ones that we're going to make before we die. And he says, you are my child. You are my perfect child. You have done uh, you have done perfect things for me because I look at you and I see my son, Jesus. You've been united to him through baptism. 
And so if God told us to baptize and baptism unites us to Christ and it's how God sees us with the perfection that he looks at Jesus and sees, what is the game plan? What's the strategy moving forward? What is the point that baptism is supposed to carry us through for the rest of our lives? Well, Matthew 28 once again says, teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you to the very end of the age. Baptism is is a a reassurance of the promise of God's presence, that He is with us no matter what happens. He is with us wherever we are. He is with us in the highs and the lows of life. He is with us. And if you have been baptized, if you have been made a disciple, you are to teach others to obey the commands God gives you. You are to be taught, you are to receive those same instructions, And then you are to share those teachings and those benefits, those instructions with those around you, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Jesus' commands can be summed up in two phrases. He says to love God above all else with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And he says to love your neighbor as yourself. If we can love God and love others and share that message, we are carrying out the mission that baptism puts us on a track to accomplish. God gives us the gift, the command to baptize, the the benefit of being united with Christ, washed clean, marked as one of his children. And then he sends us on a mission to teach others the commands that he gives us. That's what baptism is all about. It is the, the, the marking of us as God's own children. Now, before I close the message, there's one more thing I want to talk about, and it's kind of something that sets us apart and unique as Lutherans, as, as, a, as a church body that goes all the way back to uh, hopefully a biblical, right, intentionally a biblical model of church, but uh, formally, you know, in the 1500s, baptism was always something that when a family had a new baby and they were in the church, this family was in the church, committed Christians as the parents, people who were following God's commands, when they had a baby... The question was, okay, do we baptize our baby or do we wait until they're ready for baptism? And we've always held to the truth that Jesus welcomes children into his kingdom. In the, in the Gospels, we have the, the narrative of the children coming to Jesus and the disciples, they're trying to, 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 to stop the children from wasting Jesus' valuable time. And what does Jesus say? He says, let the little children come to me for to such as these, to people like this, to individuals who are childlike or are children themselves, belongs the kingdom of heaven. Jesus welcomes children into his, into his kingdom. And then he says, for you adults who are trying to grasp the promises of God, who are trying to understand the systems by which God accomplishes his work in the world, become like a child in your faith. Trust in the promises that God gives you. Trust in the words that he says above all else. Whether you understand the systems or not, whether you see how the mechanics all fit together or not, trust what Jesus says. So we baptize children because we see that Jesus invites children into his kingdom through his ministry. And we also believe that baptism is not something that's a prerequisite on your own ability to articulate your faith. It's not something that is is given to you when you're ready to commit something to the Lord. Instead, it's a gift that God gives you. And so if you're a child born into a Christian home, all you know is the promises that God has given you because he's using your parents to raise you up in the faith. We know that children can form relationships with their parents that are different than relationships they have with any other people. So there's the capability of a special bond between two people. Certainly the creator of that child has that same bond with them in a way that's different than any others. And if a child can have a relationship, a belief in, right, a trusting in their parents, 
They can have a trusting in their God. And so baptism for children is something that has always been a practice of the Lutheran church. And, and the goal is that that baptism as a child would be celebrated, remembered, instructed about for the life of the believer. And so whether you know the date of your baptism or the month of your baptism or simply the year that you were baptized, we always remember that God marked us as his own at that point and we can always refer back to that specific reference as God promising and ensuring and marking us as his own so that when he feels distant from us, we know that he is there because his baptism over us that has united us to him means that he is with us, just as Matthew 28 said, to the very end of the age. That when we are are conflicted and convicted in our sin and we wonder, "Am, am I really a child of God? We go back to Galatians and it says, you have been united to Christ in your baptism. It's something that was done to you, not something that is tied to how well you perform or how well you articulate your faith. Baptism is a gift of God. And it's something that we refer back to and and stand strongly on and cling tightly to because it's one of those tangible gifts that God gives us. So as you go about this this next week and, and, and this next days ahead, maybe the whole year ahead, and you think about baptism, I want you to remember that in baptism, God marked you as his own. That there is nothing that can tear you away from God's grasp because he has said, you are mine. You are my child. I have washed you clean. I have united you to my son. And now I'm putting you on this mission to share this great news with others. Trust in the promise God gives. Receive the gifts that he extends toward you. Let baptism be an assurance for you on those difficult and, 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 and troublesome days that God has truly marked you as his child. He has truly extended his love straight into your heart, into your life. Not just words, but a tangible promise through word and water, this physical and spiritual thing tied into one. God uses means to extend his grace to us and baptism is such a powerful, powerful gift. Thank God for that. And it's in Jesus' name we say this, amen.